إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد إن سورة البقرة الله سيز يا أيها الذين آمنوا استعينوا بالصبر والصلاة إن الله مع الصابرين الله سيز أو يهو بليف سيك حلب Seek my help through patience and prayer. And then at the end of the ayah, Allah says that there is no doubt whatsoever that He is with those who have sabr, which is often translated as patience, which, which contains the bare bones of the meaning, but it also includes persistence. It also includes this, this feeling of grit, that it's not, we're not just going to topple over. We're not just going to break under pressure as best we can, we're going to do what we can to remain firm. To do what we can to remain upright. We want to be upright and we also want to traverse the straight path, to go down that straight path as best we can, one step at a time. In Surah Al-Fatiha, which we recite constantly, we, we mention, we say, You alone we worship and you alone we ask for help. So Allah is telling us later in the Qur'an, this is how you can ask for my help. This is how you can seek my help directly. Allah is giving us the answer to the question on the test. Allah is saying, these are the two things that you need to prioritize and focus on. That is what's going to help you to pass through this exam of the dunya. While we're here, Allah wants to see who's going to produce the best quality actions. Quantity definitely has its time and its place, but in this particular ayah, Allah emphasizes quality. So what's the quality of our patience? What's the quality of our prayer? Our scholars have broken down this concept of sabr into three different subcategories. The first one is to have sabr, to have patience, to have persistence, to keep going one step at a time as best we can in terms of obedience to Allah to be patient and to be persistent in terms of trying to continue to do good. The second subcategory is to have patience and persistence in connection with refraining from disobeying Allah Azza wa And then the third subcategory is to try our best to be patient and to be persistent when dealing with different trials and calamities. So you notice something through this breakdown. In our deen, Within the Islamic paradigm, patience, persistence, sabr is not a passive thing. Rather, it's a very active thing. How can I actively try to do more good deeds? How can I actively try to, to, to right the course of my ship so I can follow the North, the north Star of the Prophet The guidance is there, but we have to try our best to navigate these waves. They're not easy. Everyone has, has different waves going on, different sized waves, especially the parents of teenagers. May Allah help anyone dealing with that really difficult challenge. 
The guidance is there, but we, we have to try to navigate the waves as best we can to continue to go in the right direction. And if we're going in the wrong direction, that North Star is still there. We can change course. It's called Tawbah. If someone is going clear in the opposite direction of where they should be going, so long as they're still alive, they can do that U-turn. At least start. We know the story of the man who killed a hundred people. He didn't even get to where he was trying to go to, to, to lead a completely new lifestyle, to change his ways. When he went to a scholar and told him that I've killed a hundred people, can I be forgiven? The scholar responded, and what can come between you and Allah's forgiveness? That's a scholarly response. And the scholar advised him that you need, you need a, a change of scenery. Because if you stay in the same locality, you're going to continue to fall into those same traps. You need to be in a different place, around different people. You need a, you need a change of scenery. You need to be in a different environment. That man listened, he obeyed, he started on that journey. It was not a thought that he let settle for 25 years. And then a quarter of a century later, he thinks, you know, there was that one scholar who gave me this really good advice. Let me do it now. He was sincere. He wanted to make that change immediately. So he did. He set out on that path. He did not even get to where he was trying to go. In a sense, he did not even complete his U-turn. But he started. He started changing course. He started to go in the right direction. He started to embark on that journey. And he was going in that direction. He didn't even get there. He didn't get there, build a hundred schools, build a hundred orphanages, help a thousand people, change the lives of a million people. He did not even get there. But when it was his time to go, he met Allah with a sincere heart. That was the condition of his heart. His heart was clean, it was pure. It was in a healthy state, spiritually speaking. He sincerely wanted to change his ways as best he could for Allah. He didn't even get there. But he started that change. He passed away along the way. And Allah forgave him and granted him Jannah. Allah showered his mercy upon him. Look at the reward forever and ever and ever because he started down that path. Call to the way of your Lord with wisdom and with good words. We can, we can all start that U-turn if we're going in the wrong direction. And if we're going in the, wrong, in, in the right direction, excuse me, There has to be that sense of humility. That if I'm going in the right direction as best I can, this is because and only because Allah is helping me. Allah is the one who deserves the credit, not, not me or you or anyone. We do what we can. We show Allah that we care, that we're willing to put in work for His sake. We knock on that door, but we, we understand as Muslims that those doors only open when Allah opens them. Allah is the one who will provide the way out. And Allah will provide from places that person would have never expected. Who's the one providing the way out? The person? No, that person, they try to have taqwa. Because that's within their capacity. That's with, with, within our, our, our capability. Allah is saying, do this, and I will do this and this and this in return. But do your part first. Allah says, whoever has taqwa of Allah, then I will give them a way out. And I will provide for them from places they would not have expected. We do our part, but we understand Allah is the one who's going to facilitate things. 
Allah tells us in this ayah in Surah Al-Baqarah two specific things that we can try our best to do. No one is saying it's easy. No one is making any claims. But the idea is, let me at least try to do what's within my capacity to show Allah that I'm sincerely doing what I can. I'm not going to approach this concept of sabr in a passive way, but in an active way. Can I actively do more good deeds? Can I actively avoid more mistakes? Can I actively try to manage my patience and my character as best I can when dealing with whatever trial or calamity? No one is saying it's easy. But is it possible? The answer is yes. And we have to believe that it's possible. Especially if we do our part together as a community. No one can go it alone. No man is an island. But if we do our part to try to help each other, to be there truly as a community, to maintain the fabric of a true and genuine, sincere community, then yes, we can make it through. If someone tries to isolate and to try to fix all their problems, them, uh, fix all their problems themselves, they're not going to be able to. Now it's hard because a lot of the time, especially for men in particular, there's this feeling of wanting to isolate when dealing with whatever, whatever challenge, whatever trial. That desire is there to just isolate, to, to just spend you know, 24 hours a day in the man cave, never go out, never see the light of day, never be around anyone, just isolate. But there's a need to be with community, and that community has to be a healthy, compassionate community. It has to be a healthy and compassionate community. People with kindness, people with wisdom, people with understanding. People who recognize that you can't, you can't go and, and, and miss the forest for the trees. You can't go and nitpick at people for every little mistake that they make. If you do that to others, Allah will do that to you. If you go in and, and just rampantly expose everyone's mistakes, especially those that were done privately that were not necessarily affecting other people, because we need to understand justice still has to be preserved, but there, there's also a time and a place for wisdom where if someone, if they know these things, and they know those people are struggling, but they're trying to work on it, if someone goes and they rampantly expose those shortcomings, then Allah will do that to them as the Prophet taught us, even in the middle of their own home. We need to have clean hearts when it comes to wanting to help other people. Everyone's patience is being tested in this room in some way, shape, or form. Somehow, everyone, young, old, rich, poor, somewhere in the middle, whatever the case is, everyone is being tested in some way, shape, or form. Oftentimes, in many ways and shapes and forms. So we need to understand and recognize that when we're dealing with each other, when we're dealing with other people, we should not be people who go and test the patience of others, especially when we see them in the masjid. And we also don't want them to test our patience. Rather, we should try to have good character when dealing with each other. Because if you have each person trying to have patience and good character when interacting with each other, then it's going to be a wholesome and good interaction bi'idhnillah. But if somebody shows up and they're just going around and picking at everyone's fault and criticizing everyone, first of all, that's a reality of that person's internal state. They must be criticizing themselves so much so that that's the only thing that vessel is containing and that's what they're overpouring with. They're filled with so much internal self-loathing and criticism 
then they just go and criticize others because that's all they're familiar with. That needs to be avoided. And for, for some other people who, who also go around criticizing everyone, it's a very different internal situation where they're so convinced that they're so perfect that now they have arrived to this place of perfection. Now they have the luxury to go and criticize everyone else's shortcomings and mistakes. Both need to be avoided. What's one thing that you notice in this ayah? Allah is telling us, focus on yourselves. Oh, you who believe, focus on yourselves. Look internally first. When you look through the Quran and Sunnah, you find many examples. There's some kind of challenge that, that, that comes up. Step one, let me look internally. When what Allah mentions in the Quran, when it comes to Badr, why, why were the Muslims victorious at Badr? One, they did everything they could to prepare. They did everything they could to prepare. They were not lackadaisical in their approach. They were not lethargic in their approach. They prepared as best they could. They tied their camel and they trusted Allah and Allah helped them and they ended up being victorious. وَمَا رَمَيْتَ إِذْ رَمَيْتَ وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ رَمَى وَلَقَدَ نَصَرَكُمُ اللَّهُ بِبَدْرٍ وَأَنْتُمْ أَذِلَّةٍ The numbers were small, they were very outnumbered. But Allah says, we gave you victory in Badr even when your numbers were small. Quantitatively, the numbers were small. What about in Hunayn? وَيَوْمَ حُنَيْنٍ إِذْ أَعْجَبَتْكُمْ كَثْرَتُكُمْ When you look at both of these examples, it's a very different internal state overall when you look at the collective army. In one, there was a complete and total holistic healthy situation internally across the board in Badr. The numbers were small, Allah gave them victory. But in Hunayn, there were a number of people who had yet to, to go through that filtration process of Tezkiyah. And so they felt very impressed that they, they, they were so large in number. And what ended up happening, the first portion of the battle, the Muslims were being destroyed. The Prophet continued, a few other companions continued. They ended up, there, there ended up being a comeback, they ended up winning. But after the fact, Allah, look at the difference. We have to look internally first and foremost. We ask Allah to help us to do so. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulullah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in inna allahu wa malaikatahu yusallun ala nabi ya ayuhaladheena amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima sallallahu ala muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam When the Prophet described patience sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he compared it indirectly not necessarily directly but he compared it to the sun and I say that because the Prophet said that patience, persistence, sabr, is diyat. This term applies when there's both light and heat being emitted. So think of the sun. And Allah uses this term very precisely in Surah Yunus, that Allah made the sun, The Prophet said that patience is diyat. Patience is connected to both light and heat. Because patience burns. We know this. Patience is very difficult. It burns. If you're trying to step your game up to do more good deeds, there's that burn, kind of like the burn of a workout. It burns temporarily, but it's going to end up being good for you in the long run. 
If someone is trying to quit certain addictions and they're trying to, they're trying to adjust the dial of their habits to go in the right direction for the sake of Allah, that's going to burn as well. If someone is trying to, to wrestle with whatever challenge, trial, tribulation they're dealing with, may Allah make things easy for everyone here, that's also going to burn. Think of the sun though. Think of how much benefit comes from the sun. Think of how necessary it is for our nourishment. And then the Prophet, he compared والسلام, prayer to the moon. He said, As-salatu nur, that prayer is light. And this specific term means light without heat, like the moon. Allah made the sun as diyat and the moon as nur. The, the precision is very powerful. How, how can we interconnect these different concepts as I conclude? Patience burns, but at the same time, it can and it will illuminate your prayer. Where does the moon get its light from? It gets it from the sun. Where is the person going to get the light for their prayer from? From their patience, from their sabr, from their character. If someone doesn't have character, if they're not even trying to be patient, to have you know, to rectify their habits, to, to try to be a halfway decent human being, they're not going to have any light in their prayer. Notice, Allah emphasized patience. إِنَّ اللَّهَ الصَّابِرِينَ Because if you can handle that, if you can handle your sabr as best you can, naturally your prayer is going to be illuminated. It's not necessary to mention, in addition to Allah being with those who are patient, that He's with those who pray. The, the, the two are interconnected, just like the sun and the moon. We ask Allah to make things easy for us. We ask Allah to turn all of our hardships into ease. And we ask Allah to help us to be like incense when you light it. That challenge, that trial that someone is afflicted with, that you may be dealing with. Think of it like a flame from a match or a lighter from your stove. Think of it that that burn is something that you can use as a tool to bring you closer to Allah. Use that flicker, use that flame to light incense. You don't get the benefit of the fragrance of the incense without that burn. So when the believer is afflicted with the trial, inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. Let me try to increase in good. Let me increase in sadaqah. If I'm struggling with whatever, whatever bad habit, let me try to work on that. When it comes to my tongue, let me work on that. My heart, let me work on that. My Qur'an, let me work on that. X, Y, or Z, let me work on that. Making du'a for my kids, let me work on that. Especially if you have kids who are teenagers, make du'a for them. Keep, keep, keep going. It may take them five years to come back, but they will come back. Hopefully they never leave, but if they do, they can and hopefully they will come back. Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa dhurriyatina qurrata a'yun. Waj'alna lilmuttaqeena imama. We ask Allah to make our spouses and our offspring the coolness of our eyes in this life and the next. We ask Allah for the best of this life and the next. And we ask Allah to protect us from his punishment. Rabbana atina fid dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa qin adhab nar. For anyone here struggling with any difficulty, we ask Allah to turn it into ease. For anyone here struggling with any difficulty, we ask Allah to turn it into ease. For anyone here struggling with any difficulty, we ask Allah to turn it into ease. We ask Allah to illuminate our faces in this life and the next. Rabbana atmim لنا نورنا واغفر لنا إنك على كل شيء قدير إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربة وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعذكم لعلكم تذكرون وأقم الصلاة